Welcome back, Irish fans, to Breaking Down Braves Boys podcast. Notre Dame's on a three-game losing streak. Not a great time to be covering the team. Views are down. Uh, frustrating to watch every game. But we're still here. Going to try to bring an entertaining podcast today. Um, we're just going to talk mostly about Notre Dame because we talked about UVA a lot two weeks ago. If you want to watch or if you want to hear more in-depth stuff about UVA, uh, listen to our game preview from two weeks ago with a UVA writer. Um, but today we'll we'll talk about them a little bit, but most of this is going to be about Notre Dame and kind of what they need, need to do to break out of the slump, if they're going to break out of the slump, and just a, a lot on them. So I guess we'll start with last, or last night, I guess it would be when we're filming, but two days ago when you see this, um, Jake, you want to go first? Thoughts on the UVA game? You mean, wait, or, UVA or Virginia Tech? not UVA. I mean, honestly, it's on. I it still hurts from last night. I just this is like the nail in the coffin of me never thinking the streak will end. Like honestly, like I mean, oh man, um, you know they looked great and they just totally capitulated that second half. They made two. They made two field goals in the second half. How is that possible? I don't know. I mean. Like it was, it was, uh, it was the worst loss for us, and and really a while. It just felt like awful. Like I mean, I, I, it has me questioning the program, questioning Bray, just a lot of things, questioning Hub really a lot, questioning the 2018 class. I mean, you know, I just don't really know where we go from here. Yeah, for sure. Woke up this morning was not. Was not looking forward to doing a UVA preview because, I mean, like I said, views are down. I, it's annoying to even talk about this team at this point. It's just they can turn it around, though. Uh, I guess six of the next or six of the eight after Wednesday are non-ranked opponents. So hopefully that can be something. Uh, I guess you want to talk about you talked about 2018 guys. You want to talk about what you've seen from them and kind of your take on them right now. Uh, my take on what? 2018 class. Um, Nate is a star. Um, best player on his team. Uh, Dane is, you know, a very good, I don't know if i call him a role player, but like starter who, who can shoot. Um, depends on how you define role player. But, I mean, he's a good, he's a, he's a decent starter. Hub just isn't the lead guard we thought he'd be. Um, I don't really know what to think of him right now. Does he become a better they take less of the uh, carrying the team and creating load off of him, maybe. And then um, Carmody is a complete unknown for years in. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I like what I've seen from Dane this year. He's actually been better than I thought he would be, uh, just from, like, the eye test. Not, maybe not necessarily statistically. Leszewski's been good. You have to get him more shots than he had last night. What did he have? He had like six points on like four or five shots. Like that can't happen. Uh, I was I just had the UVA stats pulled up because wanted to reference them throughout this, I guess. But Prentice Hub in the UVA game had like eight shots and four points. I mean that this is like this is happening like very often now with him. So I mean the the thing with him was consistency, but now like he's not even being. He's not even, like, flashing that much. It's just 
really bad shot selection. He's not even really hitting them at this point. I don't think he played – he played okay against UNC, had a rough one against UVA, rough one against Purdue, and just a lot of a lot of really bad games from him. So hopefully he can turn it around. Like I said, though, or like you said, I don't really – not really too optimistic with him right now. And I guess this is the debate – one of the main debates going on with Notre Dame fans now. Uh, do you think they should move him off the ball and let Wurtz or Ryan take over? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would like to see that. I'd like to see Ryan and Wurtz take the ball down the court more because it just isn't working. Up tries to play hero ball. He thinks he's – he tries to do too much, and it just, you know, it's not working really. It worked early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember in the Purdue game, Wurtz was bringing the ball up. The offense flowed so much better. Even when Elijah Morgan was bringing the ball up, it was flowing a lot better. Even if those if those guys aren't gonna really even score, it, I don't think it matters as much. Uh, I mean, the offense flows a lot better with them uh, at point guard and kind of running the offense. Hub hasn't done a great job with it; just a lot of careless passes. Doesn't even have to be like a permanent thing to me. I think you just got to get Hub to be less erratic. Um, but I also think I don't know if this can be a solution that happens tomorrow or Wednesday, because, I mean, it's going to take time for Hub to adjust. I remember, I think it was, what was it, the first, I think it was the other UVA game. They moved him off the ball a little bit, and he just wasn't Prentice Hub. He didn't really, I don't know, he's not really a catch-and-shoot wing, so he's going to have to adjust to that, but I think that's his better role long-term. Any other thoughts on that debate going on in Notre Dame fans? No, I just I'll be interested to see how it unfolds because because Bray had Wurtz do it and then he had uh, Ryan do it last night. Yeah, I I noticed Ryan was doing it a lot early on, so that's interesting. And uh, I know this one's a broader question, but what do you think of kind of Bray's job security, or should they keep him around? I I know we talked about this last night privately, but any thoughts on that? I think his job's secure until next season, uh, where they go from there. That doesn't mean the seat isn't hot and, or shouldn't be hot because it should be. Uh, I would – what they're, they, I think they will do is what I would do is I would see how he does next year. If they can win some tournament games, his job is safe. I mean, it's as simple as that. If they're bad, he should be out, and he might be. I mean, you know, I mean, if this was another coach who didn't have the passive break, I mean, they would definitely be false to fire him. I mean, you would have probably have a whole fan base saying that. But, you know, Bray gets that leeway, and that's the way it is in sports, really. Uh, the more you accomplish, the more leeway you get. Yeah, I don't really – I don't see how he would even be fired. I put that in an article today, but, like, I don't see how he's fired ever, really. I would. I guess it would maybe be, like, a mutual parting ways, but – that's all I really see with that. And then I don't think there's going to be any staff changes either unless something happens with Scott Martin or whatever, or if Ryan Humphrey takes a head coaching job because Bray called him one of the hottest head coaching candidates. So that's interesting um, to think about. But I don't think there's going to be anything on the staff either. So that's, that's kind of what I have for Bray. And then uh, one other thing is – this is kind of like a multi-faceted discussion, but 
what do you think the problem is with this group right now? Because I don't think it's recruiting. Like, because, I mean, this is one of the high, highest-ranked teams we've had recruiting-wise. It's not experience, like, one of the top most experienced teams in the entire ACC. And, I mean, the talent's there. I don't think it's a recruiting or experience issue. The depth has gotten better. I mean, he's played nine guys last night, I think. So what do you think the issue is? Is it just that they don't know how to win? Because that's kind of what I was thinking. Actually, I think that they play 10. Because Elijah Morgan was in. Oh, yeah. I forgot that uh, Wurtz was back. I just assumed nine because that was UNC. But two straight games where every single player on the team got in the game. So, To me, the main two issues are defense and rebounding. Mm-hmm. They can get streaky at times when the shots don't fall. Um, it's defense and rebounding. They don't rebound. Nobody, I mean, imagine this team with Mooney. They'd be pretty good. I mean, I would say. Um, they don't rebound. I mean, Atkinson doesn't rebound a lot, so he's, that's not going to fix that, so I don't see a fix in sight. Um, Durham doesn't really rebound. Nate does it a bit, but, I mean, like, you know, and defense, they've never really been great defensively in a while on the Bray. So, I mean, I don't I would, to expect there. It's just the fact that the offense isn't isn't covering up for those issues like it might have in other cases. So that is my yeah. opinion. For sure. I mean if what's is Dane Goodwin Dane Goodwin is the second leading rebounder, that's an issue I think. And he's averaging five rebounds a game. So that's not what you want to see. Um I agree and I think Maybe the bigger issue is that they tie into each other, the two issues. Because, I mean, we've seen Bray drop into the zones, and they've worked against Kentucky, UNC. But then on the other hand, when he drops into his zone, they can rebound even worse because they don't really have a box-out assignment. So that's really killing them. Uh, I mean, the problem with their struggles right now is one thing's just leading to another, leading to another. And um, that those long scoring droughts is – those are when we really miss John Mooney and we miss having Paul Atkinson coming in. You can't just dump it down to a guy in the post hub or Ryan or somebody's going to force a shot. And yeah, that's just, that's what I have. Uh, there's just been a ton of just frustrating things with this team over and over again. And then last thing I wanted to ask about Notre Dame, I guess, before we head into a little bit of Virginia, previewing uh is there anything positive you had from yesterday because i have one or two things um i think Cormac ryan so can't really shoot but he was making other contributions uh you know he was getting a lot of rebounds and assists you know he was showing good skills and talents i would say um joe uh goodwin had a very good game uh even in a down night nate scores 17 that really says a lot um Mm -hmm. And I do like that Bray is rotating more. Um, so I think, you know, that's four positives from what was a pretty bad game. Um, you know, there's a lot of negatives. So. Yeah, for sure. That was definitely going to be one of my things, Cormac Ryan. I mean, I really liked his approach last night. His confidence was really there. He was getting good looks, hunting a shot. Like Bray says, um, they just weren't falling, which that's just how it goes sometimes with basketball. Um, just didn't fall for him. I thought he might have been the best player in the backcourt last night. Goodwin had 12, Ryan had 10, but 
you look at the stats, Ryan did not have a great game. Two for eight, three for ten. The issue is Hub and Ryan shot 24 attempts, and they, they went six for 24 from the field. I mean, there are others, other guys are looking like bright spots, but they're not even, like, getting attempts up because Ryan and Hub are shooting so much. So that's that's an issue. Um, I thought uh, Jogo was all right, doing a lot of dirty work down low. The stats won't show you that, but he got six rebounds, three offensive rebounds, and four points. I think both those – or all four of those points were off offensive rebounds. Zona played five. Sanders played one. Didn't even see Sanders out there, to be honest. Um, not that many positives to me. I mean, that was a rough game, but – uh, hopefully Cormac Ryan can build on that, and when he hit, when he gets shots to fall, then we're going to be in a lot better shape. But that's all I kind of have to talk about with Notre Dame. You have anything else before we go into UVA for a little bit? No, I mean, well, I will say this: I we kind of did start similar last season, and we recovered to five hundred, well, technically above five hundred with the conference win against B, conference tournament win against BC, and. Uh, get above 500 conference play. I'm not saying that should be the bar, but honestly, at this point, I would definitely take it, especially in this season. Um, you know, so there is hope. And we have started out tough. I mean, let's be real. played some tough teams. Some of that's on Brave for scheduling it. Some of that's on cancellations against Pitt and Syracuse. Oh, I don't know if we'd have beaten Syracuse. Uh, so we can only hope that we can get a bounce back against some less good teams soon. Yeah, I think I think UVA, I expect to lose that game, but I think Boston College on Saturday could be a huge turning point because you got Boston College, then Howard, and then uh, Miami on the 24th. I don't know if that's a game we could win. Uh, Miami's – I think Miami took UNC to the buzzer without Chris Likes and McGusty, so that's not great. But then we play Pitt on the 30th. Georgia Tech should get rescheduled, hopefully. Play Boston College again. Uh, Syracuse, I think, is on the schedule one more time. Wake Forest is on the schedule. Pitt, uh, one more time, I think, we play Pitt twice. So there's a lot of really winnable games that can make the record look better and maybe even contribute to a turnaround like we saw last year. Started out two and six. Uh, we're much deeper in the season last year at this or when they were two and six than now when we're 0 and four. So there's time, but it's tough. Um, so I guess we'll go into UVA keys to start. I'll just do the keys. Uh, I want good shot selection from the guards. I think we can both agree that was really bad last night, and it was really bad against UVA. They were hedging out on every screen, making it really tough for them. Uh, I'm going to have the Virginia stats pulled up. Trey Wirtz had one in 10 minutes. He did get hurt, though, so maybe he would have done something later in the game. Ryan had zero on four attempts in 28 minutes. Goodwin had five on eight attempts in 34 minutes. Hub was one for eight with four points and were three turnovers. Not great. Three of the seven turnovers for the team was Hub. Uh, one for eight, like I said. But Durham and Leshesky were really light, bright spots. Um, they were making Durham and Leshesky beat them, so beat them. That was my uh, part of that key was look for Lachesky and Durham off the hedges on the screens, uh, whether they pop or roll. They're going to be open pretty much all game. And if they're not open, somebody else is going to be open if they're hedging on screens. So that's my first key. Two is get off to a good start. 
we didn't have a lead the entire first UVA game, and we were in the game the whole time. You just gotta you gotta be better than that. Um, you gotta get off to a good start. I know good starts haven't really done us much good lately, but if you want to be in this game for the long run, uh, you gotta get off hot. And then the last one, uh, this was a huge pain in the first game. They were just wide open from three, like the whole game. Hauser, he had Clark was wide open the whole game. Uh, they were in zone, and it wasn't working for a lot of it. So my third key is going to make UVA work offensively. Make them work to score. Don't let them just put up 80 by wide open threes like they pretty much did last time. So that's my keys. And then things to look for. You have anything that you're um, kind of looking for in this game, whether it's from Notre Dame or something that happened in the first matchup that you don't want to see or do want to see repeated? I'd like a win, obviously. I'm not. I don't really have much hope for this game. Yeah, honestly. Sure. So I have three things. Uh, UVA hedges on screens makes it tough for the guards. Like I said, uh, we talked about this earlier, but I want to watch to see who's handling the ball. It's going to tell us a lot about what we're going to see the next few weeks with Hub. Um, Hub took some terrible shots the first time. So we'll see uh, if Bray moves him off the ball or what he does there. And then third, we also talked about this earlier, but uh, we have to see how Bray manages the lineups. Uh, if he puts Morgan and Sanders in there for a couple minutes, Zona, Jogo, what the starting lineup look like. And um, – if the starters look tired at the end of the game, they've been fading lately in the end of the game. So hopefully that can be improved. And then two last things before we head off. Uh, who's your leading scorer for this one? I'm going to go with Nate. Yeah, that's, that was me too. Nate had his season high against UVA with 28 last time. Uh, they hedged on screens, left him wide open every time from three. So if he can hit shots, uh, he's going to have another big game. And then I think we're going to be kind of in the same realm for this. What's your prediction for this one? I'm going to go UVA by like, I don't know, 10. Yeah, I had that exact same thing, UVA by 10. Uh, I think we can hang with this team, but we've seen what hanging with teams does for us. So that's kind of all I have for this one. You have anything else before we head off? Maybe we'll be – more energized in the Boston College preview. Well, I hope so. Well, actually, I had a dream uh, last night that we were playing Boston College, and we were winning 22-4. <laughs> Hopefully that that comes true. We know what happened last time we played Boston College in Greensboro, so hopefully hopefully it's the same result of the game, but not um, – hopefully the country doesn't shut down just like last the last time we played. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank you guys for watching. Go Irish. Um, hopefully we'll be, what, 4-7 and seven instead of 3-8, and eight, but we'll see. Thanks for sticking with us if you're still watching through the tough season. Um, talk to you guys later. Peace.